Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Lifetimes with Carissa Santos, the podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank everyone who listened to the first episode and for the warm welcome in the podcasting world. I started this podcast because I wanted to create a content that is real and relatable, so I'm immensely grateful for all the love and support that I'm receiving. I'm so glad a lot of people liked it, and I hope that you'll like this episode and the upcoming episodes as well. So today I will be sharing some tips on how I survived the first semester of pharmacy school. If you know anyone who recently started pharmacy school, then please let them know about this podcast because this could be of interest to them. Okay, I need to stop blabbering and actually start sharing some key points. So here we go. Tip number one, you have to acknowledge the fact that becoming a pharmacist is not easy. So just breathe. Inhale, exhale, breathe. Take it one day at a time, one bite at a time. So I just want to share a little backstory. During the first few weeks of pharmacy school, I was really overwhelmed. I constantly called my sister who was in the U.S. and I told her, hey, you know what? I think this is not the right degree program for me. I think they made a mistake. I'm not smart enough for this. I can't do it. And then she told me, Carissa, you just have to survive this week. Don't think about next week. Don't think about next month. Don't even think about the rest of the semester. Just think about this week. Survive this week and then do that again next week. And so I think that's a really big lesson. That's how I survived. So I just listened to what she said. You know what? Eventually you will go from being a student who's barely surviving to someone who's thriving. And it's the best feeling ever. So don't give up. It's only the beginning. Don't lose hope. Like what I said earlier. Earning a degree in pharmacy is not an easy feat, but you will get better. Trust me. Tip number two. It's very important to have a good support system that will help you stay sane, especially during this pandemic. It's good to have a karamay, and they make the college experience bearable and memorable. One day you will look back and say, Hey friend, remember the time we hung out between classes? when we went to dinner together, when we watched movies in your dorm, and that time when my crush found out that I like him because you guys were so obvious. Here's a tip, by the way. If you like someone, don't tell your friends because your crush will find out. Okay, just let them know pagkayana. But yeah, that's a really good tip. Unless you really want your crush to find out, then do that. Also, it's good to have friends you can rely on and compare notes with or even complain to like why is our tuition fee this much why do we have to pay 100,000 pesos for online classes just kidding or maybe not (laughs) anyways i hope that when this pandemic is over you'll get a chance to watch a basketball game with your friends or have a pep rally so you can really feel the school spirit in addition you have to be picky with your circle of friends because they can either make you better or worse. In essence, we become more like the people we hang out with. Just like what Jim Ron tells us, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You have to find people who get you, people who will be there for you when you're feeling less than wonderful, when you're having a crappy day and you just need a good pat on the back. 
You need friends who will celebrate with you when good things happen in your life. Not the kind of friends who backstab you or get jealous of your accomplishments. Those are not the kind of friends that you should surround yourself with. But here's the thing. It takes time and effort to find real friends. But it's worth it. I was fortunate enough to be able to meet such wonderful people in college that I still get to talk to even until now. I still get to have conversations with them, I still video call them, I still tell them about the big events in my life, and I still get to share my problems with them. So those are the kind of friends that you should surround yourself with. And actually, in college, you will find lifelong friends, but it takes effort to cultivate that friendship as well. So you have to take that into consideration. You can't just be a taker. Just like any relationship, friendship is also a give-and-take relationship. You can't make your friend your emotional punching bag and you can't reach out to your friend only when you need them. But when they need you, where are you? You can't be that kind of friend. So it, it can't be like a parasitic relationship. And lastly, our success in life, more often than not, comes down to the people we choose to spend our time with. So pick your friends wisely. Okay, moving on. Tip number three. Find out how your professor gives a test. One thing you can do is to ask your ates or kuyas who already had that professor for that certain course. I feel like that is the best way because they can tell you what sources that professor used for the test. Like if they use a textbook or if they just use their PowerPoint or they just use their lecture. This is very important because you don't want to waste your time studying the wrong material. You want to just go straight to what the professor expects of you and find the simplest way to learn the concept. Don't hesitate to reach out to your professors even if makulitan sila sayo because it's their job. It's their job to help you understand the concepts, especially when it comes to fundamental concepts like those in general chemistry, general biology, physiology, because these are integral in understanding upper-level courses, such as pharmacology and kinetics. Obviously, you won't be able to understand the mechanism of action of a drug if you don't know what the normal physiology of the body is. So for kinetics, it's also easier to understand how drug works, how it dissolves if you understand chemistry, the different functional groups, and how molecular shape or size affects different physical and chemical properties. And one last thing I want to add to this is to make sure that you're studying to make yourself a competent professional someday and of course for your future patients, not for the sake of passing the course. Tip number four, if you're having a really hard time, then I highly recommend that you join Scolia or find a tutor or you can study with your friends. You can always ask your ates and kuyas in pharmacy school. Don't be scared. They're always willing to help. And you can also ask me. Don't hesitate. If all else fails, you could watch crash course videos on YouTube. When I was in undergrad, I didn't have enough time to read the whole chapter. So what I did was I read the end of chapter summary. Then before each exam, I would ask my classmates or my friends questions about a certain topic because it helps me gauge what I know and what I don't. 
And that time you're actually exchanging information because they might know something that you don't and you might know something they don't. So it's beneficial for everyone in that study group. And it also helped me remember the topics more when I did that. So when I answered the test, I'm like, oh, I remember this because I asked Jeannie this question earlier or Angela asked me this question earlier. Because let's be real, there are only so many hours in a day and there's only so much you can do. Just make sure to listen to the main points during lecture, write down the important concepts. Actually, writing is a good exercise for the brain. It stimulates the brain cells and help improve your memory. Lastly, don't be afraid to try different learning techniques. Eventually, you'll find the learning style that suits you best. So just keep trying. You'll get there. Tip number five is try not to multitask. There are numerous studies that show how multitasking is physically impossible. Learning a huge amount of information is not really the most exciting task and forcing yourself to study for hours will only make it worse. There are some people who like to do the Pomodoro technique, which is basically a technique where you study for 25 minutes straight and then you take a five minute break and then you do it again. Now that doesn't work for me. What I do is since it takes me a while to get into that flow or kind of like study mood, I would study for 90 minutes, so that's an hour and a half max, and I would probably jog or eat something good like an ice cream or a cookie, maybe three cookies for 30 minutes, and then once I'm done with all that, I study again for 90 minutes or maybe less if I already covered a lot in my first session. Also, set a schedule. If you are the type of person who likes to study in the morning or if you're the type of person who likes to study at night like me, I'm a night owl, then just stick to that schedule because you already know that that works. Especially if you have a big test coming up, don't try to experiment right before the test. If you already know what works for you, then stick to it. You can experiment some other time but not before a major exam. So you do you, girl or guy, whoever is listening. Tip number six is to take breaks and just breathe. Take care of yourself. Health is indeed wealth. You know, there are so many people who are getting sick right now. So many people are losing family members because of coronavirus. So we should really prioritize our health and be mindful of what we consume, not only the food that we eat, but also the media that we watch, we have to limit that. Because there's a fine line between knowing enough and knowing too much. You have to know that to keep yourself sane. Just a reminder, be conscious of what you consume because it affects your overall health, not only your physical health, but also your emotional and mental health. Exercise is a good way to release stress, so try to work out at least three times a week. You can also walk around your neighborhood. You can walk your dog or you can bike. Try to stay physically active during this time and make sure you stay safe. Always bring your mask with you if you're going to go out. I forgot to add, exercise also improves your mood and sleep patterns. Speaking of sleep, make sure that you get enough sleep. It really does affect your memory. I think one time I had five quizzes in one day when I was in 
pharmacy school and I barely got any sleep. So during the last test, I didn't understand any of the questions. I couldn't answer them. I think I just guessed most of it. Good thing it was a multiple choice kind of exam. But if it was like an identification type of test, I probably would have failed because I was that tired and exams are mentally draining. So make sure that you get enough rest before your exams so you can answer them properly. And since we're talking about health, drink more water and less coffee. I know it's hard because coffee keeps all of us awake, but our body keeps the score. So let's take care of it and treat it well because it does a lot of things for us. Tip number seven is pray, 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 pray. If you fell asleep and you weren't able to study, then just pray that it's multiple choice and not identification. But since classes are online, I'm thinking that exams are probably going to be a multiple choice kind of test. So you guys are lucky. I just want to share this real quick. When I was in fourth year of pharmacy school, we had a course. It's called course audit, which is like a preparation for the board exam. So we had to study all of our subjects from first year to fourth year. And I remember one of the professors would always say, guys, remember for the board exam, Ipagdasal nyo na yung inaral nyo yung lalabas. And I think that also works for other exams. Just make sure you pray, God, please. Only this chapter because I fell asleep and I did not even touch this next chapter. So just make sure your prayer is specific that you only want chapter 17 from pages 108 to 115. Maybe that's all you read. And <laughs> make it that specific. As long as you pass, you should be good to go. Don't take yourself too seriously. Finally, my last tip is to enjoy. Enjoy the process and have fun. It goes by really fast. Before you know it, you're already done with pharmacy school. Don't focus so much on your grades. It's good to maintain the grade you want, but don't obsess over it. I used to be really conscious about my grades because I wanted to let my family know that I'm doing my best in school, that I'm not wasting their money, that I'm working really hard to get good grades for them. Here's the truth though. When you start working, no one really cares about your GPA. No one will ever ask you about it again. It would not matter. So focus on the things that's important and something that would last, like your relationship with your friends, with your family. I know that school is very demanding, but time is not stopping just because you're in school. Spend time with your lolos and lolas. Uh, Go out with your boyfriends or girlfriends. Have fun. Enjoy life. It's fleeting and you have to savor every moment, even the hard ones. Because it'll pass. I said so many things. My point is, make sure you manage your time well. Study smart, but don't pour all of your time and energy just so you can get a 100 or whatever grade you want to get. You have to think about the other aspects of your life, like your relationships, your own health. You have to take that into account. This was way longer than what I had planned, but I hope that you were able to learn something and I hope that I was of help to you. Please let me know if you have any other questions. I'm always willing to help. Have an awesome semester and I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye!